0: This is where I leave Hey guys
1: before we dive into today's episode i just wanted to give a quick shout out that song that you just heard at the beginning of our podcast it was written and recorded by spencer harvey you could find that song on soundcloud.com spencer harvey and it's called this is where i leave you awesome job spencer definitely really love it and I, I think others will too also our podcast is on itunes google play and anchor for those who just want to find a nice hockey podcast and just talk sports uh alex and i have a lot of fun doing it so we hope you guys have a lot of fun listening thank you as always holy caps nice <laughs> what a win that was great that was
2: it was a good game of hockey too so it wasn't like it was like a complete blow. you know what i mean
1: man i i got so emotional <laughs> I I
2: honestly didn't think I would, to be honest. Like I I was I was so pumped for Ovi, but then once Batman came out and did that speech, and you you just seen Ovi with that passion when he lifted the cup, I was like, oh, here come the waterworks.
1: <laughs> I know. Here comes comes the goosebumps. When even it's weird when Batman even made like that speech about like the struggles that Washington has had over the last 13 years, and it really is a franchise for the last what 40 like the yeah. ownership yeah. like the ownership crew and like just everyone and like the amount of obstacles that they've had to overcome uh I, I, I literally got chills i was sitting watching uh the game with um my girlfriend and her family <laughs> and she looks over she's like are you crying i'm not, I'm not <laughs> crying i'm
2: just i'm just so happy <laughs> I'm. I'm. Oh man! Just see that look on Ovechkin's face. That's probably like the most satisfying thing I've ever felt in hockey. It's just like the guy played his heart out. The whole team played oh. their heart out. And not only Ovechkin. Oh,
1: of course. Like I, given like Ovechkin winning the MVP, I, I was. I was totally happy with that. I think Kuznetsov was a, nice, a good front runner as well.
2: I would. Um, I would have even said Holby to be honest.
1: You think like, so? Is, eh? Any
2: anybody? Well, whole I don't know. I feel like. like uh, Hot front runner as have, have an open save he made in game two. I have a feeling that's sick, and he's just been hot like he's been <laughs> on fire since then.
1: Yeah, hope he's. uh hope so. he's pretty sweet. Um, I kind of have a. I retweeted it just so I could save it, but um. Uh, NHL history girl was saying, if my math is right, the engravings from the nineteen fifty-three to fifty-four through nineteen sixty-four to sixty-five are being hoisted for the last time—a final hurrah for guys like Howe and the Rocket and many others. So it's oh, kind of that the Rocket is essentially being replaced by the modern-day Rocket, Richard. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. It's they're hanging so over it's, the reins now. It's, you know, it's. Man, hockey is such a beautiful sport. <laughs> like, I think of those moments and just, like, how that corresponds. It and is. The reason for those, those engravings being hoisted for the last time is that the original cup uh, ran out of space, so the solution was to remove the top band once it was filled, and basically this keeps it at a manageable size. So, uh, like, it takes about 13 years for the ring to be filled, and then each removed ring would then be stored in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So, it's kind of cool how... You know they're obviously keeping the cup at the same size, but they're gonna keep the rings coming every 13 years, and it's just—it's uh, so fitting. It's just what a story. Yeah. Like,
2: Oh, it's it's great. It's great.
1: Hockey's awesome. Like, Hockey's awesome. I, just, Hockey's I can't awesome. even. I'm so happy for Veskin. <laughs> like, I'm it's... literally just genuinely so happy for the guy.
2: I... Did you what did you hear guy? of
1: Oshi's speech?
0: <laughs>
2: oh man holy jeez i can't hold it in. I was like, no no this is, it, it, that that's when i started like almost bawling i was like man like i'm not bawling <laughs> sobbing i was like
0: oh,
2: <laughs> and holy geez. Like, people don't understand how important this act the, 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 these championships are to everybody so i mean even if vegas would have won it would have been i would i wouldn't have been as like i would have been happy and i would probably got goosebumps because it was history in the making so I mean, if, anytime somebody wins a cup, unless it's Pittsburgh, yeah. It's well, more than
1: once, and the, but... the cool thing is, is that you know, this might be the start of like this. The Stanley Cup is arguably the toughest championship to win, bar none. Um, yeah, depending on what what band you ask, but like yeah, I, I, the I Super Bowl I could say is fairly tough because you only get one game and you basically have to go on a winning streak, right? I think the World Series as well, you gotta play hundred and sixty-two yeah. games and then Which, playoffs. But but baseball, the reason why hundred and sixty-two games works is but, because it's not as strenuous. It's,
2: it's not physically to manage. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I think NHL is the hardest one, just because NFL, yeah, like a lot of contact, but then you got like you get you, you get off the field for like, you know, as like the defense when when your offense, the defense players are off the field taking a break. For hockey it's like for thirty seconds, next guy's on, thirty seconds next guy's on. Like everybody has to and it's just like you know, like you you don't have that like twenty twenty five minute break, 10, yeah. 15 minute and break. Did
1: you see recoup. like the um the battle between Flurry and Obexkin?
2: Yeah, I think a part of that, I think it was kind of like a part of me. A, a part of it was like it looked like it was like, a, like like competition, but another part of me was like like more like you know like they know each other from so long that they just want to go out there and have fun. But at the same time, it's like no, nah, oh, like yeah. both those guys no, were dialers.
1: Like but even like so. <laughs> just like the little tap on the pads and Flory getting him back and and uh, then like go back scoring Oslo. on him in his spot <laughs> and then Flory making uh, like Florey reading the play very well and getting over in time and stopping him like Yep. Just all of it, man. Like the like nah, top I... final, just like what? this is the first year that I wa well like not the first year in the last little bit that I've watched the full series, like, I watched every single game, um, except for the yeah. times I was at work, I caught, like, the third period kind of thing. But
2: Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but it's, I don't know, it's, it was, it, this year just felt different because it was both teams in the Stanley Finals that I've never won it before. Vegas was on a history run, historic run, Capitals were on uh, their, their own historic run, and they finally like, overcame all their demons, so it's like, whoever wins, like, you know, like,
1: they, Deep down, they are you win, happy Vegas didn't
2: win? <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. Uh, but I say, like, I, I, as a hockey fan, as a hockey fan, I get it. They would have won. That would have been huge and historic, and I would have been happy as a hockey fan to be like, hey, like, you know, like this, like th- this is how good our sport is that a team in their first year can come in and win. But then I uh, would have never let, let it down, like. From the fans, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we won our cup in our first year," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, my team's been in the league since '94, and we still haven't made, we have won a yeah, cup." So. no,
1: that's fair. And you guys didn't make it <laughs> to the finals in what 2000 and that's right. Against the Ducks, when and we we
2: are the most successful Canadian franchise since the since the 2000s. So huh. I'll take that. Yeah, that's true. We come Cup final, three conference finals. I mean, Edmonton made the Cup final, but never made it past that. After that, Calgary made the Cup final, never made it past after that. Vancouver made a Cup final, never made it, never made it further than that. After that, Montreal made it to conference final, I like think maybe once or twice, and I think Toronto maybe once or twice as well. In the two thousands, but
1: uh, we made it once. I think. I feel like, yeah, and like we lost to Philly. Like, yeah. So.
2: I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. We're the most successful Canadian franchise since, since the two thousands. We haven't won
1: anything, but we're still the most successful. Canadian yeah, franchise. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Winnipeg would be a contender right now. Now I think. Right now, Winnipeg has
2: to a chance at um, dethroning de- 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 us for sure. I think Toronto. I think Toronto does too. And like, like maybe, like if they, if they get all their stuff together, like if they get the right pieces, I think they. I think they can. Yeah, I but exactly. I think they yeah. can.
1: it's kind. Of, it's going to come down to, <laughs> if like. Can some of these AHL guys who are in the finals now versus Texas, uh, can they translate their game to the NHL? You know, I mean, the AHL is a good starting ground and obviously a great development uh, league for that. But it's it's the transition to the NHL is just obviously a lot different, right? So, yeah, well, NHL NHL is a
2: whole different animal. Oh, of so. course, should. should... Should be fun to see though. If it, like, obviously, players are going to be competing for spots. That's what happened with Ottawa and Binghamton when Binghamton won the their Calder Cup. Ottawa had a couple of spots open, and a couple of young guys came in and took took the
1: reins. And some of them are still yeah, on the team now. No. So and well, I mean, so moving forward, uh Alex Ovechkin and his Washington Capitals, Stanley Cup champion Alex Ovechkin, are <laughs> Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the podcast podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google play or an anchor or anywhere you can find your local podcast. Thanks for listening. So what now, now that we know the caps are Stanley cup champions, Vegas, golden, their first official season made it to the finals. Um, what happens moving forward? Because I'm just looking at my, my Twitter feed here again. And Cat Friendly they tweeted about uh, the Golden Knights have a projected uh, thirty million dollars in cap space this summer. Yeah. However, That's it's worth noting that with the potential Seattle expansion draft looming, the NHL confirming that Vegas would exempt from any such draft that thirty million might be worth even more. That's fair. That's fair. Because they're not going to be, they'd be excluded from losing a player.
2: I mean, it makes sense. I mean, they've only been in the league for two years, and like, you know what I mean. Like, it's fine. I'm fine with
1: that. But apparently, the price tag for Seattle now is skyrocketed.
2: Yeah, it's like six. It's it's almost six hundred now. I I heard
1: seven fifty.
2: Poor, poor Seattle man. (laughs) Poor Seattle. They're not gonna have, as and much you success. know, you know what that's from right. You know what that's from that's from the success of the Vegas Golden. Oh, right? of
1: course, it's because <laughs> it the- was
2: five hundred. It was the same thing as Vegas, now Vegas had the Cup final. Oh well, you know, if team can make it to the, in the Cup finals in their first year, you guys can pay us two hundred fifty million dollars more just to you know get into the league.
1: It's a copycat. Le- it's sorry. It's a copycat league. So you're gonna start seeing teams, you know. Going for speed now, such as the Vegas Golden Knights. And I mean, Washington even had like Washington speed, physicality, they they just had it all really. But for those saying that Obex can, you know, can, oh, you can't win a cup with this guy, you can't win a cup. I mean, Eat it, exactly. Eat it. <laughs> Holy man, like I was so I was getting so tired of people saying, "Oh, Bexton doesn't play defense." Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, it's the only guy on the freaking team here. Like, uh, like you can't just scrutinize one guy. It's just like people like commenting about Crosby, you know, or McDavid, or like, you know. But um, in your opinion, in your opinion, who do you think needs to win a cup now? Now that Dobie's done it, who's who's one of those guys?
2: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Rangers. Um, I know they won in '94, but Henrik Lundqvist deserves one. So,
1: so uh, Lundqvist,
2: you think? Yeah, I, I like Lundqvist. To think... Whether that's not the whether you be with the Rangers or not, Henrik Lundqvist, I think, is the next player in line to get that.
1: I feel like Joe Thornton,
2: or or Joe Thornton. I mean, you, you, there's a bunch of players you could probably name. So yeah, I would say like Joe Thornton, Patty Marlowe, one of those. Yeah, it guys that have been guys that have been in the league for a good chunk of time have played their dues. Anybody like any of those guys deserve the cup. Even if it's like a fourth line grinder who's been constantly in the NHL and like you know yeah. paid his dues, but like not like a superstar. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you know just like, like players that have played their dues deserve the cup.
1: Yeah, well, moving forward now that the Cup final is officially over, um, June fifteenth, uh, our first player bio to begin. Or forty eight hours after the Cup final, but it's going to be June fifteenth, uh, June eighteenth to the twenty ninth, the tentative upper and lower limit announcement date. Uh, in the past decade, the earliest day that the limits were announced for the June was June eighteenth, and the latest was June twenty ninth. And then the twenty second to the twenty third, we have the NHL entry draft. June twenty fourth. <laughs> we're going to that baby uh yeah. june 24 120 1 a.m ufas may speak to teams that do not hold their signing rights but may not sign a contract in july 1 so ufas officially can begin speaking to teams uh june 25th deadline for clubs to tender qualifying offers to R rfas so restricted free agents june 26 at 1201 eastern time rfa contracts period begins clubs can contact rfas who have received a qualifying offer to discuss the possible offer sheet so we had this conversation about offer sheets and and guys on uh who are, who are currently right. rfas now i'm just trying to bring up a list here
2: Quite a so yeah well, I, brought, I brought up the free
1: agency list thinking that that was going to be well, a topic but
2: well, I mean it can be, but while you're looking up that, you ask the question of what's next for Vegas. So I'm gonna go ahead and kind of go into that while you bring up that list.
1: Yeah, it's it's more so, so like well, it's kind of like a follow up, you know, like what's next because yeah.
2: like they have,
1: you know, all this cap space and I, they have these dates coming up.
2: I think they're gonna stay competitive. I like obviously we know how hard it is to make the, like, the Stanley playoffs or like Finals. Short sorry, but or even the playoffs for that I'm at. But I think Vegas is gonna stay competitive. They have that money to spend. They're successful. This year, they all the players got to see Vegas like in their full bloom glory. So I think you're going to see players going to want to want to sign there. So maybe maybe Dark Horse for Tavares. Yeah, I would say I would say Carlson as well, but he's not a free agent, so it's kind of up to Ottawa if he goes there or not. I feel like
1: I don't know. I feel like with all these rumors, it's hard to believe and trust rumors nowadays, right? Because
2: the only rumors I
1: believe are from. Official like
2: hockey analysts like Bob McKenzie or Pierre LeBron or Elliot Freeman or Jeff Merrick or anything like that.
1: Yeah, like it's hard to believe anything outside of that. I mean, you can have like you can go on Facebook or Twitter and you can see all these hockey guys. And they, I mean, they, they always start off like my sources or according to sources or thanks to sources. And it's like, okay, you could tell me something right now and i could say well, hey, my, yeah, my... to my sources according to my sources all is going to restart eric
2: carlson sign john Tavares, get Matthew Matthews from toronto and are in a move to get joe thornton from exactly
1: the you can literally just make this up I mean, <laughs> obviously be a more realistic thing right but like like it's I, but still it's just i was following i was following this one i forget
2: this one this one guy on twitter and he's it like it's called hockey break or something and I just followed him the other day, and then the first thing I got on his newsfeed is the Leafs are almost are the Leafs are close to acquiring John Tavares. And I was like, what the heck? So I clicked on his profile, and he has this, the stupidest rumors out there. I was like, yeah, unfollow. He's just like, according to my sources, the Leafs the Leafs are close to getting John Carlson. According to my according to my sources, Frederick Anderson won't be a Leaf next year. So according to my sources, well, I was like, holy jeez, like and this guy has like 30,000 followers. I'm like, man, like stop causing random shit.
1: No, I thought it could be bought followers. Some people do that to make yeah, their, 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 like, but... their page more uh, appealing because they're like, oh, people and follow them. The funniest
2: thing, it was all about the leaves, obviously, because like you said, the leaves can generate clickbait. So.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. They really do. They generate, there's <laughs> I, I, like 40 like 40 to 60% of Canadians. <laughs> you could literally click on anything Toronto, like put anything Toronto. You could be
2: like, hey, the Toronto Maple Leafs are getting sold, and then someone will click on it.
1: Oh yeah, well, th- dude, the biggest—did you see on Twitter? The Leafs traded, uh, the rights to Nolan VC oh. for a seventh, oh, yeah. or conditional seventh, or whatever. And apparently,
0: 20.
1: yeah. And it's like it's like, oh, that's huge! Like, yay, we get a seventh-round draft pick. And it's like it's like what? For
2: for God that wasn't gonna resign. It's like, dude, like for a guy okay. who's
1: compared to Christian Hansen. like yeah, <laughs> who? Christian, yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. Like, you just, it's not that big of a deal, man. Like, Leaf fans, I get it. You guys are excited. It's an exciting time, but like, chill. (laughs) A seventh round, conditional seventh, conditional seventh round pick in 2020 is going to make or break your franchise. And I mean, yeah, you got some, you got some for a player that, that I wasn't going to sign with you guys, but the conditional pick is probably if you signed with the team. So you might not even get the pick yet, anyways.
1: You know who can make a big splash? who the islanders they, i think I, I honestly think they are they're, i they're truly 20, believe 20 million i yeah and with lou at the helm and he they're just got are they're gonna get Tavares, and they're gonna get a defenseman
2: I'm
1: calling and out. yeah I, I i think they're gonna i think they're, they're gonna go
2: big like i said Lou's at the helm now garso's gone duck weight's gone it's literally all up to lou, up
1: to lou and Mark Hunter is most likely going to go to the Islanders, yeah. in my personal yeah. opinion. Not according to sources. I just think with the history. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I think so too. I think I think you'll
2: see a Marley, probably either Sheldon Key or DJ Smith be the I'm next to, coach of the Islanders.
1: Oh. Who's I'm trying to think of. I'm looking Grubauer, at Grubauer.
2: Grubauer is one of the goalies I think the Islanders will
1: go after because he not uh, I don't think Grubauer is ready. Like I like. Okay, I know, Here, but like here's my here's my thought process. Okay, Frederick Anderson. OK, think of that. Corey Snyder. OK, Martin Brodeur. All yeah. of those guys are definitive number one goaltenders.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. But it's like, I don't think the Capitals are going to resign Grubauer. And I mean, Grubauer proved that he, 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 can, he, he can play. He, he's a good goalie, whether he can take the load of being a starter. So that's that's the question they're gonna to have to answer. And it'll be like a Scott Darling situation. I mean, let's hope not for the really, Islanders' sake. But
1: yeah, I mean,
2: like you know, the Washington Capitals have Phoenix Copley in their minor system, who is ready to be a backup goalie, and he's do you see balling. him raise? The,
1: do you see him raise the cup?
2: Yeah. So what it's, what
1: happens there? It looks like there's players didn't even play.
2: play. Yeah, his name won't be on it. It's just obviously their are AHL teams out of the playoffs, so they called up a bunch of guys for like like black Aces in case somebody gets injured. Okay. So, like, there's, like, there's, like eight or nine. Like, Ottawa did the same thing when they're like, last year when their, their team was that we cut up a bunch of players, like, that no one had – no one heard of ever. And they were just, like, in the, in, the, in the team in case there was injuries because you can only couple certain – like, eight or nine players from the, the AHL team. But their names won't be on the cup because they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't qualify. They never played a certain amount of regular season games. They didn't play any playoff games, so they don't qualify. But they still yeah. get to,
1: like, look the part of the organization. so But
2: they won't did get you, to the name um... on
1: the cup Cool stats because we're kind of still in the Capitals. Obviously, exciting time for Washington. Very happy for the city. But um, Nathan Walker, the first Australian to win the Stanley oh, Cup. Buddy. Lars Eller, the first uh, Dane to win the Stanley Cup. And apparently, the, like, the Danes had like this big party. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> um, I, had, I had
2: a viewing party like 4 o'clock in the morning. And sure. what I
1: find to be the coolest story is Jay Beagle. He's the first player to <laughs> win the ECHL Championship and the AHL Championship and now the NHL Championship. That guy, that guy, that guy's got some serious winning caliber. Bring, bring, bring him to any. Like team. those are all professional like, leagues, and he, he's
2: won it. Ovechkin's the Ovechkin's the only Russian
1: captain to lift the cup. Ovechkin's the first and only, yeah, Russian, Russian captain. captain. He's also the he's also the fourth <laughs> player in NHL history to win at least three hearts trophies Anacon, Smith. and a con Smythe, and that that's in that's included with Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, and Bobby Orr. So right, that's great company to be a part of. <laughs> and get get this he's also the first player um since mike bossy in the 1980s uh to lead both the regular season and and playoffs and and goals oh he almost had 30 points in the playoffs like that's insane like uh, the guy (laughs) is just he deserved it like i'm so happy for him literally so happy for him he's going like
2: i don't think there was an argument he was going to the hall of fame but like some people are like you can't go to the hall of fame without winning the stanley cup well well going to the hall of fame now people (laughs)
1: <laughs> he was going anyways he's the <laughs> modern he's the modern day Maurice Rocky
2: Richard. I think he should have went, either, even if he didn't win the cup. But like you know, people are sitting there saying, "Well, you can't win the cup unless you you can't win the Hall of Fame unless you win the Stanley Cup." Well, now they can't really
1: say anything because he won the Stanley Cup. So, oh, it's exactly that. It's it's, <laughs> it's just it's like shot up haters and sit down and it's suck like, it up. It's like people saying like comparing like LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I mean, there's no like he's been to like eight straight finals. I mean, get over it. <laughs> like... and, the, and 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 the over two. So it's like, like sorry, you, you cut, cut out, like, you
2: cut out there. What did you say? Uh, it's because I sat down, but it's and the the arrows were different too, so you can't really compare on that front either. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
1: it's a hockey podcast, not a basketball podcast. So, we don't really want to, that, I but... know, but I'm just saying, like, it's just general, <laughs> I, I know what you mean, I know what you mean, just, yeah, it's just a stupid comparison. And people, uh, whatever, people just need to get over it. But, uh, we're just gonna take a quick little break here, and then coming up, we'll talk more about the free agencies and Matthew rumors. All right, so with the free agencies, um, sorry, the free agent players coming up on July one, um, we, you and I obviously are going to the draft. So, do you think the likeliness of players' rights being traded is going to be a thing? Uh that's a good question. Actually,
2: I, I don't think it's going to be as big as we think it's going to be. I think mean, you, you might see one or two, but I don't think you'll see very much.
1: So. Yeah, I, I, I just thought maybe like even in general, like when if you hundred yeah. percent know nope. a guy, maybe you could try shopping his rights. You know,
2: even or, if you get like a be,
1: fourth or a fifth.
2: It could be a situation where like Detroit with Arizona, they traded the rights to Pavel Datsyuk because he was still under contract when he went to the KHL, and they needed to the dump salary cap, and Arizona could take it.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, so if Pavel
2: Datsyuk decides to come back to the NHL, Arizona has his rights, so like he could sign with them.
1: See, one I was thinking, I could see John Carlson going to Vegas. You know, yeah, I know that's a very good possibility. George George McBee built the Capitals, he drafted Carlson (laughs) exactly. He drafted
2: almost all of them, so yeah, no, that's a possibility. I don't know if Washington would trade his rights, I think they would more do a sign and trade because then they can get more for him. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, of
1: course, but but even then, but some big noticeable players. I'm just gonna read the top 10 here. We have Joe, I think the yeah, wait. Uh, thirty-six points. Rick Nash, thirty-four points. Paul stasny fifty-three points. I kind of hope stasny resigns in Winnipeg. I think I think he will. Uh, Mike Green, thirty-three points. Thomas Falkenic, twenty-six. John Jump Tavares, obviously eighty-three. Um, they have Kari in here. Uh, mm. This is just I don't know if this is what this is based on this ranking. Um, but obviously, John Tavares would be, like, a number one. And then you have guys like uh, Lattery, Filippola, 33 points, and then James Neal, 44. Uh, you could consider James Reams, like, 54 points. Uh, who else? John Carlson, 67. David Perron, 66. I mean, those are kind of, like, your big noticeable. Yeah, Patty Maroon man. had 40, but he's, like, a third, second line. Thomas Vanek, 56 points, which is not bad. That's I mean... Pretty good, actually.
2: Okay, I think it's
1: not good. Yeah, like, you're going to... I don't know if you'll see. There's definitely em- a lot of good players available and a lot of depth available. There's a lot of depth available. Yeah. Um, I don't like That's
2: That's what I think you're going to see. If you do see players in the rights trade it, it's going to be like lower end name players that maybe you've never heard of or like a fourth line player that they know, you know, like teams want like, to get first dibs at them type thing. Yeah. I don't think you'll see like, I don't going to trade Tavares' rights or Carlson's rights or even, I don't even think that is going to trade Perron or Neal's rights. If they're, if they're going to trade them, they're obviously going to let them walk. I mean, it's tough to say. Maybe actually, Tavares and Carlson definitely won't. But Neal maybe and Perron maybe, just because you don't want to let those kind of guys walk. But
1: yeah, of course. Well, I was even looking at like Jordan Nolan. I could see going like being yeah, a 1.
2: Like 1. 1.5, right,
1: yeah, I think I think
2: someone like that would would get his trade right traded. Mm, like, mm.
1: like
2: when when like. Even a seventh round pick, like teams who have seventh round picks to get to get first dips at a player. Like, if his rights are traded, they have till July 1st to sign him instead of waiting until July 1st so they can talk to him before trying to convince him to come to the team. Yeah. So if Montreal knows they're not going to re sign him, then they're going to want it's
1: exactly that situation get yeah. something than nothing. I, mean, yeah. I could even see a guy like Johnny Oduya being valuable. He played about 17 ah, minutes of ice. Uh, he's won cups with Chicago. Uh, I mean,. Like, guys like like that. Like, but, like, I could... Chris Kunitz, you know, Josh Georges. Like, there's definitely going to be... Like, I could see Georges leaving Buffalo. I think, Um, well, with
2: with Dalton coming in. Like, it's it's
1: an interesting time. It's definitely an interesting time just to know. Especially with Buffalo winning the first-round pick. uh, Sorry, the first overall pick, there's there's just so many players, so many options, and a lot of high quality players, but also a lot of depth. I could I could even see, um, I could see the market for goaltenders being really shallow because I I'm only really looking at Kari Latton and Yaroslav Halak.
2: And there's Grubauer, I think too, or is he? Uh, what, does he have still one year his contract?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he's gonna of, for goalies. Speaking of some potential free agents, um. Matthews recently switched agencies. He is now partnered. Was it CAA? I, I think you I, th- I, th- I thought he went with, with the Orr Group. I could be wrong though. Might have been. Well, I thought he left the Orr Group. Maybe I I, I don't want really pay attention to, pay attention to players. I didn't <laughs> pay attention <laughs> agencies, either. <so>. Either way, <laughs> I just know he's with Connor McDavid. That's all I know. Yeah, whoever with Connor McDavid. Who M- Matthews is with. Connor McDavid and uh. And which people are saying, Oh, now he's gonna get a boatload of money or whatever Which he was gonna get a boatload of money anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can
2: see why like, you know, people are, people are making a big deal about it, but from what I from what I've heard, it's like I've listened to like the Bob the McKenzie podcast and he says it's quite like it's quite normal for players to switch agencies, it's just it's Matthews so the name, you know, is more brought out there at players con like players are switching agencies all the time.
0: So, yeah i think it's and
2: more maybe because they i don't know i think maybe it's more because they they're maybe they're more oriented towards players like he, his agent was pat per who is like agent for like 20 other players or like even more you know what i mean like it's like maybe he wants an agent that's more that dedicated to him and only focus on him instead of like six six seven other players yeah maybe it's just i mean
1: it's fair <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, because he's going to be looking out for the, I mean, obviously the agent's job is to look out for the best interests of that player, no matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, and people even say and argue that despite how large Conor McDavid's deal was, he technically took a pay cut.
2: I think he did. And I mean, the salary cap's going up. I think, I think they said it between 78 to 82 million will be in between. So I mean, the South cap's going up. So technically, like a twelve million dollar contract like McDavid signed is worth like ten million in the old, you know, like ten nine million in the old seller cap era. Because... I think,
1: I think when they're going to have Matthews, I think what's going to happen, I think they're going to look at the McDavid contract, they're going to look at the Tarasenko contract, you know, just guys who the Evander Kane contract, and kind Whenever... of meet in the middle.
2: Whatever Tavares gets, I think Matthews will probably get similar, maybe a bit more. Really? Depend-
1: depending you on where think-
2: Tavares goes, obviously if he takes if he stays in New York, I think he's gonna take a a, a, like a hometown discount. But if he goes like it's free and see, teams are gonna be throwing like thirteen, fourteen million out of just to get him on the team. No, you know Tavares
1: right? doesn't take a hometown discount. Islanders have twenty eight million dollars.
2: Yeah, that's fair, I guess. But they do need they need to do need to, I mean, if he signs for like twelve million, then they'll have hold on, my math is pretty I'll let you do the math, but
1: <laughs> um well, what well, well, sorry, I totally. What were you comparing?
2: I'm gonna saying, if Matt if Tavares signs for 12 million and then they'll have like I'm trying to think in my head real quick 16 Six, <laughs> 16 million in Cal and Cass they, Station, they'll probably still need to sign a goalie and they probably still need to sign that. And it's a couple of whole players, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> You're so <laughs> funny, is- dude.
2: <laughs> My math is garbage. Like if I have to think on math like that, like additions like that, it doesn't work. Multiplications I can do in my head pretty freaking quick, but addition for some reason I just can't. I think it's because I'm so used to just using a calculator for them because they're so
1: simple that my mind never Well that's well, I I, kind of off topic, but like that's kinda of the sad truth in today. We yeah. um we always are using a calculator like and we're always recommended like i know in college and through every program i've been through they're like okay get the texas am calculator business calculator and like high school okay all right you need your calculator yep. everything's all calculator 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 yeah i mean, I mean so i could uh, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people don't can't like do like i can functions. do those
2: if I can't do them like that quick in my head. I'd oh
1: like yeah, no, right I hear I even struggle myself, and I'm in analytics. Like, like I, like it's it's just it's just depending on the type of equation you're trying to do. Like, but like yeah. I also think it's a matter of passion towards it. Like, I don't want to be adding and subtracting and multiplying the percentages of a company's investments over the last few years and how much revenue they made. I want to know. How many ticket sales did the <laughs> yeah, league no, make yeah. in comparison yeah. to, um, like, season ticket holders to just regular ticket buyers, you know? Yeah, no, I, gotcha. I gotcha, yeah. Like, it's it's more so, I think, a passion towards it, but... No, it's going to be interesting seeing Matthews. And speaking of Matthews, we have, um, you brought it up to me. I think it's fake news, but apparently there's still rumblings between Babcock and Matthews. Do you want to give a little more insight to the story you saw?
2: Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, it's, I mean, again, it's not my sources. I just seen on on Facebook and whether or not it's fake means that the guy that shared it shares pretty accurate news. I mean, you've shared a couple of his pages since, but I know where you're coming from because nobody else has said anything, but to me, it just sounds like, you know, they like. I think Babcock kind of went to see Matthews and they were kind of di- disagreed on a few things. Not necessarily that they're button heads and saying, hey, I don't like you. I think maybe Babcock was like, okay, this is what, what we planned for. And Matthews was like, no, this is what I want. Or this is what I think the team needs. Trying to take a bit more leadership role. And then they, Babcock is like, well, that's not the way I'm, I want to coach. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's more like that. I don't think they necessarily hate each other. I think it's more they just don't know. Like, I think Matthews, Matthews wants to see a step taken. And I think Babcock has a plan but it's not as quick as Matthews wants or something like that. That's just what I'm getting from it. So I don't think they hate each other. I think, I think that meeting really helped them get closer together, but I think it's more the passion behind the team. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean. Because I, the, what
2: the article said was that Babcock wasn't happy with the direction the team was taking. So I don't know if that's maybe Matthews isn't going to get the C right now because he's not ready and he can't back up and think he's going to guide the team and Matthew, maybe Matthews wants to see. But like, I, don't, I don't necessarily, I, I, I don't think, they hate each other at all. I think it's more just the passion behind the team and they want to see the team succeed. And they both have different ways of thinking on how to do that and what they need. I think that's where it's coming from. But
1: uh, The only argument I could see them disagreeing was just Matthew's playing time. But that's yeah, because, I mean, well, that's that... because Matt, Babcock coaches a very similar style to how um, Gerard Gallant coached the Knights, you know? Like no, no, equal like yeah, playing, equal playing time, balancing your lines. I mean, he's not like Randy Carlisle where like the fourth, and third line really don't see a lot of ice. Um, yeah, it's more, and I mean, you know, balance again. Like Matthews, he's he's a phenomenal player, but he's
2: also in his second year, and I know Babcock wants Babcock knows he's the face of the franchise, so Babcock wants to take the time and let him learn. And I like because. I, I I don't know his ice time, but I know it's not very good. And I know his power play time is not very good at all. So I don't know if is making it. You know, well, put it, it
1: Matthews' power play line was the second power play unit. And that was because okay. our power play was Bozak, Kadri, JVR. Um, I can't, I'm not going to go look for the stat, but I know we were a top 10 power play team this season. Yeah. So maybe, so like, like, maybe
2: that's me. Like, <laughs> Like, he's a great player, but like he's still learning. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, exactly like...
1: it. That's exactly it. I, I just don't so, think, like... I just don't think that those stories, from my point of view, I, the reason why I argued it was just because that that story came out in May. And then Babcock spoke to the media immediately, saying like, "Oh, you know, I went to visit his family, and we had some wine. And they, oh, they got a great wine." Yeah, I know, us. but he's not—you know—he's not, you know? not going to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, the conversation went like shit." I think Matthews is an awful player. I hate him. Like, he's not
2: going to sit there and say that. He's going to say, "Oh yeah, he was pretty good."
1: But I don't think so, he even has that opinion in the first place. Is what I'm trying to say.
2: I, I don't. I don't think they hate each other at all. I think it's more a passion and like how they want the team to succeed. Because I think Babcock is. Trying to make Matthews as the face of the franchise and give him that leadership role. And I think he wants to hear what Matthews has to say. So, you know, back, back how was like, if it's still my team, I'm going to coach it the way I want. I'll listen to what you want to say, but I don't, like, I don't think they hate each other. I think they're great. They're, they get along really well. I think it's more just on what the team needs and where the, where the team is right now. Wow. I think Matthews, me and Matthews thought they would be ahead. Or maybe back, home, maybe back, thought they'd be more further ahead than they were where they were, or something like that. I don't know, yeah, fair enough. But you know, like, I if, mean, if,
1: I could, I could if, see if. Morgan Riley taking the leadership role, but that's yeah, I mean, well, we're gonna see what happens because, like, at the end of the yeah. day, these are just stories. People say what they want to say, they say, Oh, these are my sources, whatever. But were you not gonna know until it actually happens? So, we've talked about the draft a lot and that we're going Um, for case. Anyone didn't catch on our last few podcasts, Alex and I will be going to Dallas to actually witness the draft firsthand. We'll be in the hundred section um, somewhere closer to the draft floor itself. So um, we'll definitely be sharing our story and lots of information on our Instagram page. So you can follow us at puck drops hockey. Um, That said, I have a quote which is, it's from a baseball player, but it's still applicable.
0: All and right, it's something, here. and
1: it's, and it's something too that you and I have talked about how, you know, once you get drafted, you know, it's, oh, I think, it's, I've, it's, seen I think it's it's I've seen hard, it. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard to make it, you know, it's, it's hard to, you realize that, oh, you're drafted now, but now you're competing with all these guys. And this is from the different perspective of that. And it's uh, a tweet from Kevin Pilar draft eligible players. Today is not the end. If you're not drafted today or tomorrow, people won't be talking about you. You won't find yourself on any top prospects list and that's okay. Believe in yourself, outwork others and when opportunities present themselves, take advantage. And I just find that so relatable because you know, there's so many times you you tell yourself like, "Oh, like I didn't get I didn't get that promotion, you know, or I didn't get this, and like I'm not gonna make it. And it's like, you know what? There's there's always another opportunity. One closed door leads to another. And just because, say you don't get past, like I mean, look at guys like Martin Saint Louis, you know, I'm I'm a free agent. Uh, exactly. Like I was listening to the Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick 31 Thoughts podcast, and he was on of course, saying, and he was saying that you know, at one point in his life, he was like, okay, if I don't get I don't make Tampa Bay which at the time was Tampa Bay was not as strong as a team if I don't make Tampa Bay then uh, where do I go next you know he, would, he didn't want to quit hockey so he started considering Euro leagues and I imagine the KHL I mean, would be in that
2: yeah like like exactly like just work hard do what we need to do always always know that someone competing for the same spot as you but you know if if you don't make the team it's not the end of the world just come back stronger next season and prove that they made a mistake
1: that's exactly it prove prove your worth and put in that time and i mean i mean good things happen to those who work hard i know it's not just like these guys were drafted. i don't know about the name, but like
2: Lars Eller and Devontae Smith-Pelly, both of them were sh- like thrown to the walls. Montreal was like, "No, we won't. get rid of Eller." Like they got rid of Eller. Look at him, Stanley Cup champion now. Scored the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. Devontae Smith-Pelly, same thing. I think it was like four teams in the last two seasons, and now look <laughs> Scor- at
1: me, just, Scored like, the game-tying goal with the Bobby yeah, like, goal.
2: Yeah, it's like just don't give up. Like it, it might not be the right time now for you to crack the league. It might not be the right time for you to get signed to a contract, but it
1: like. There's so many other options out there as well. Like, even if – like, I don't know. I don't know. Just Well, look at keep... look at Nathan Walker. He was waived by Washington, picked up by Edmonton, played two games, <laughs> waived by Edmonton, picked up back by Washington. <laughs> like, he contributed yeah. in the playoffs. Like, you know, like – Yeah. He, he his name on the cup. His name is on the cup. Yeah. I mean, it's so. it's just crazy. It's a whirlwind.
2: It's not the end of the – It's going to be it's gonna hurt not getting drafted, but it's, it's not the end of the world. Just use that motivation to come back stronger. That's exactly, the next one door or closes, another someone. another They're opens. There's always
1: different avenues, and there's always a different path. And sometimes you have to find that path, and it may be the hardest thing that you have to do. But that's what will separate yourself from a first round pick in this in the essence of of working hard. Exactly. And you're gonna have that. So just be motivated, guys, and even in, in your life today, if things aren't going so well. I mean, just look at your position, remember that you got there for a reason, and that you can always make things better if you wanted to. The only person stopping you is you, and that's I think that's something to kind of keep in mind, especially going in especially that's going into experiences like this with like the draft and um people with their regular work, um i guess the work employers,
2: yep. Not exactly. Like I mean, you you could be a you could be projected to be a seventh round pick, miss out, not get drafted, sign in the European leagues, have three amazing seasons in the European league, come back and get paid more money than you would have if you've been in the NHL for like four or five years. Yep. it could happen. Like this, it's
1: exactly yeah, that. So never give up. Yep. Just keep grinding. Keep grinding. Keep your head down. Just keep working. Keep working, and one day, or, or up, depending on <laughs> exactly. <what you> play. <laughs> and lastly before we conclude this podcast, what are some of your, what are you looking forward to most? I should just say when it comes to the Dallas trip, like what's, what's something you just really want to see? What's something that just, you you just amped about, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. so I'm pretty pumped about being there. I mean, obviously that's an obvious answer, but just like seeing on TV and being there in real life, it can be two different things. So I think it's, I'm just, I'm just excited for the whole experience. It's just kind of so I know. cool. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how
1: like the trade talks go down and just looking at other GMs, like watching other GMs talking to other GMs. And yeah, like, like, oh. like everything's happening live. Like you're <laughs> right in front It'd of be us. be like Shovel Day Off is talking to <laughs> like Eugene Melec. <Malik. laughs> Kyle Dubin. <laughs> Mark coming to the Leafs.
2: Or vice versa. But I don't know. I'm, I don't, what I want to see is, some big trades, or like some off the board picks. Like, for example, there's rumors about Montreal taking Cutt epi or Cutt. I don't even know say his name. Cutt Kidneyapi, third overall, and he's supposed to go in like tenth, tenth or eleventh pick. I want to see picks like that where you're like, oh man, he wasn't even ranked to go there. Like, I want to be surprised. So, I think, and I think what I will see is gonna be a lot of draft picks just switching. I feel to like Montreal
1: is gonna trade down.
2: Yeah, I I hope not because they're the only hope that we have to take Sedina. Yeah. So, but but I yeah you know, I, I I don't see why they wouldn't yeah. move down.
1: I mean I could yeah, mean, Buffalo's almost, not going to move
2: the pick. I mean, I mean uh, Carolina. has already said they they're taking Svechnikov. I literally just seen an article today saying that they have identified their pick as Svechnikov. So,
1: there's off the board. So first two probably. I mean, I'll let Unless they get like a ridiculous offer, which I doubt it, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm excited for the experience. I'm excited to stay in Dallas. I'm excited to check with the nightlife and like hang out and just, you know, just it's one of the largest cities in North America, right? So
2: yeah, I think it's a 10th think It's the like the
1: ninth biggest. It'd city be in the cool States. being at the American so, Airlines Arena too, because like it's something I've never been to. Like I've been to. Um, Ottawa's arena back when it was what was it called? The Corral Center. Do you remember that? <laughs> that was a long yeah. ass time ago. That was in two thousand and six. Yeah, I think it went to
2: like three name 2000- changes since then.
1: Corral Center, then Scotiabank Bank place, and now Canadian Tire yeah, Center. Two thousand and six. That was the, I, I I watched <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes the year they won the cup. Yeah. Okay. And one year before Ottawa one year before Ottawa it made yep. the cup final. So Pretty cool. So, but and back then Char was a senator. He was. He was. Char was a senator. So was Hosa. So was Heatley. or 1507 baby. I loved it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be a good time. Um we're gonna
2: be tired of SAC because I, for some reason i realized there was there was a time change, like it's two yeah. hours behind us. So, we're going to be a bit jet-lagged and stuff like that. but Oh, see, I'm excited. Uh,
1: last question. Before we wrap up today's Puck just podcast, Alex, what would you do if you got to spend the day with Lord Stanley? Oh, buddy. I, oh, man. Oh,
2: coming off guard here. I'll let you answer that first. No, come on. Think. Come
1: on. You got to have some ideas. You've always...
2: Okay, well, I'd probably, I'd obviously probably take it home to my, my family because obviously I wouldn't be wanting it without their support and their early, you know, waking up early in the morning, me the game and whatnot. So I'd spend a bit of time with them. I'd probably, have a, honestly, I'd probably just have like a, a barbecue at my house. Cause I live around the lake. So I'd probably just have a barbecue, invite some family and friends over, uh, you know, spend time down by the lake, go sea doing, go boating, take the, take Lord Stanley on the boat, go tubing, like just, but probably like that and then at night before my day's over i'd probably just you know go to like the town like kingston inside kingston that's where i'm from but just go there and kind of just you know just let people see the cup and yeah. whatnot that's why what i'd like i'd probably spend more like like for me in the afternoon like lunch like noon to like 5 p.m you know hanging out with my family and friends having supper doing whatever and then like six or seven i I'd go to like the mall and just have the ceiling cup there and like, people come see it and stuff like that and maybe i'd go to a club or something. And, Drink out of it, or not sure, but it
1: it wouldn't be anything too fancy. It'd probably just be a lot of thanking people and whatnot. Yeah, fair enough. I honestly, I would plan a parade for myself. (laughs) I I come from a small enough community that I think there'd probably be something pretty cool like that, and just getting to have the community involved. Obviously, friends and family. I mean, there'd be nothing better. I would definitely share it with my dog, and 100% I would be drinking <laughs> rum and coke from it. <laughs> oh, buddy, Look at my language that's my favorite drink. <laughs> oh, I, I love rum and coke, <laughs> it's so classy. It's just a classier it's drink, it's you know, but very standard too. So, I know. <laughs> You don't feel like an alcoholic
2: like drinking a lot of it. They're like, "Oh, rum and coke All right?" And you go like, "You just seventh glass," and you're just like, "Yeah, whatever." It's fine. My mom.
1: <laughs> My mom me? for every Christmas will buy me like a, a the the Canadian whiskey thing. Um, the what, what's it called? Oh yeah, it's Royal something. Yeah, Crown, yeah, Crown Royal. Royal. Why, why can't I am so off today? Yeah. I think I'm just so like like frazzled by you know, a actually winning a cup for the first time, and
2: I know and. A week, we're
1: literally a week away from well, not
2: a week away, but pretty close to a week away from flying oh, up to well, Dallas. So, at least,
1: well, today is the ninth day, eh? so <laughs> yeah, about like twenty days. It's like
2: like ten, well, ten days
1: from oh, now will be the nineteenth, and yeah, we're flying so out on the twentieth. So. I was thinking, I, I was thinking, sorry, I, was the thinking, I said week. twenty because we fl- we're flying <laughs> out on the twentieth. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, exciting. So. All right. 11 days. That's 11 it. 11 days. Puck Joss podcast. Right. Thank you guys for listening. As always, feel free to find us on our Instagram page. under the Puck Joss podcast. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and anywhere you could find yourself a podcast. Be sure to check us out. Our next. And Alex is going to interrupt me, as always. Always interrupts me. Our next. I, I don't know when you're talking. I don't have a
2: script don't in front of me.
1: Script. <laughs> I'm talking. You don't talk. That's the rule. I'm
2: I don't know when you're going to end. You, I, you're just going to continue and be like, okay, yeah, that's it, and end it. And I'm like, oh, no, I can what Alex, our so. show. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, like I was going to say, next week we probably won't have a podcast because we're going to save everything for when we're down like for, after the draft. So that way we can you know, have a lot of information uh, to talk about. That's just what I, I think. Unless something comes up, we'll but... probably
1: talk about it. If not, we'll, you guys will catch us. But again, just find us on Instagram. Our actual profiles are on there too so you guys can check us out uh feel free to dm us if you have any questions and we will see you next week alex lovexkin is a stanley cup champion
0: The sweet sensation of validation Was yours to give but you never did And you've heard me begging, you've watched me break Just like the way that I'd lived in you All of the things I never thought I'd lose Drowned in the river like I drowned